0: Interest rates here in Australia have grown by more than 400 basis points over the last 18 months. And last I made a video on this channel about whether it's better to rent or buy a home, interest rates were really low. So now the situation has changed, I wanna share with you in my whiteboard video exactly what that means for you if you are looking at buying your first place or looking at your home to invest in, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, when it comes to buying a home here in Australia, yes, it just got a whole lot more expensive, but equally, we have a rental crisis, a cost of living crisis. And so when you're really having to think about what is the best move, I thought, let's break it down with some logic, some simple numbers, I'll use my own example, and then you can go and use the exact same principles for your own situation. It's not as clear cut because there are so many factors to consider like your age, exactly what your priorities are, and where you're living in Australia. Now, as you guys know, I run a buyers agency that really just specializes on investment properties. But in this video, I wanna share with you a non biased opinion. I'm gonna provide some context around what I do, why I do it, and then I wanna also share the landscape that we're in at the moment. And what you'll find is a really big flaw in how we think about housing, and it's not actually our fault. It's the way that the government and the media really push this agenda that you should go and buy a home no matter what, because it is the best asset ever. I don't think that's the case. I think it's actually one of the worst things that you can do but more on that later. So as I was mentioning before, it really does depend on your own factors. So we've got to think about location, we've got to think the asset type, so you might be looking at a house or you might be looking at an apartment. so that'll change, and then your own personal situation. So to illustrate all of this, I'm gonna use my example and then I'm gonna show you another example where it makes sense to do something different. So in this example, it's Ravi plus my girlfriend and we have no kids. And we prefer an apartment, so it's close to cafes and shops, and it's in a better location relative to the city because that's where we're most likely going If we're meeting family and friends, we're most likely meeting them in the city or we want to go to a cafe and that's usually around where we live right now. So for us, based on our situation, and I will share some numbers in a second, but for us, rent vesting is the best thing. Now you might be sitting on the fence or you might be wondering, okay, what is rent vesting? Or I've thought about renting and investing somewhere else. What are my thoughts on it? Well, I'll share some benefits as we go through this video. But for me, the idea is I want to live where I want to live and I don't want to be bound by the fact that I can't afford a house or an apartment there. And I want to invest where the numbers make sense. So data-driven an approach. I don't want to be just guessing, saying that, hey, I'm going to live here, hopefully it goes up. I want to have the mentality to go, I'm investing into this asset because I want to make money. It's not about, oh, uh, I'll live there and I also want to make money. It doesn't really work like that. Now, another example here is a couple with three kids needs the house to be in the suburbs because it's closer to some of the really good schools and growth is just a bonus. So in this case, buying a home actually makes more sense. You've just got to go, what are my goals? And then how do I execute on those goals? It's the same thing for when you're in business and you're like, I want to have a thousand clients or I want to have 10 clients, well, your actions are going to be different as to how you approach it. It also then depends on the industry you're in and the price points as well, but you see how there's so many nuances to exactly how this situation could play out. So let's dive into my example because obviously oh, it's my example, so i exactly why I do what I do and it's something that my partner and I have agreed on and this is why we're executing on this plan. Now, before I jump into that, I need you to know that yes, I love making money and that's awesome, but I also want to have my dream home. Now is my dream home going to make me the most money? Probably not. But But that's largely driven by emotion, whereas the investing I do is largely driven by data. And that is very important, is that two are very different. So if you go in trying to do both with one thing, you're probably gonna fail. It's like when I see someone trying to buy an investment property and they say, well, I wouldn't live there yeah exactly you wouldn't live there you're not the right target market for that property in that location so you can't look at it from your own eyes and that's where emotion kicking into a data driven approach is going to screw you over equally if you're going and buying your own place and then you go well i really love the place but hey let me look at the statistics of the area and how much it's grown and then you realize "Ah, oh, it's actually not a great area for growth you're not really going to walk away from that property because the idea of that property, the purpose of buying that house is so you can live there. You can enjoy the benefits with your family. When you're trying to achieve two outcomes on the one property, you're probably gonna screw yourself over. So in our example, we live in a three bedroom, three bathroom, two car space, penthouse, about 20 minutes away from Sydney CBD. Now, the owner of the property paid 2.1 million in 2019. Now, the value today is 1.9 million in 2023. So we pause here and we say, okay, are units better than houses? Are houses gonna outperform every single unit? Now, if you guys want a deep and detailed video about whether apartments are gonna be a better approach to investing or whether it's houses, leave me a comment down below saying units versus houses and I'll make that video on this channel as well. But in this case, when I'm looking at a unit, I'm going, I want something that is unique. Now, when I look at this and I say, well, a penthouse is very unique. There aren't like thousands of these everywhere. In this sort of vicinity, you have probably got a handful of them. So yes, it probably ticks off the unique bucket, but you also need to look at demand. How many people are willing to pay like $2 million for a penthouse? And then you also need to look at, well, if they can afford $2 million in this sort of area, they could probably go down the road about five or 10 minutes and then get a larger piece of land and actually get their own house for about $2 million. So in this case, over the four years, the owner actually lost $200,000. This is what I would consider a dud investment. Now, it's not so much that you've lost 200K. I mean, that's 10%, it's not a big deal. But the bigger deal here is that you've allocated now $2 million towards this asset that you hope is gonna grow. Not only does it not grow, but it also goes down in value. Instead, I could have used the 2 million, invested it elsewhere, backed by fundamentals, and I could have seen that growth. So it's the opportunity cost, not just the dollar value. I see a lot of people that fall into this trap. They're like, oh uh, yeah, I bought a property. It only went down by like $10,000. That's not the issue here. It's the opportunity cost that you could have invested properly and would have made, you know, 50, $60,000. So it's not your loss of 10,000. It's actually a bigger loss than that. Now in this case, the cash flow would be negative by more than $240,000 just based on purely how much we pay in rent and how much their expenses to be to hold this property. Now let's say I decided I was going to buy this property. And instead of at million, I bought it today at $1.9 million. Mind you, I wouldn't do this. But if I did that and I had an 80% LVR, so I had a 20% deposit, I would need about $400,000 ready to go for this property, right? Now, my ongoing repayments would be about $83,000 just based on the interest-only payments at five and a half percent plus the other costs like strata and all of my insurances i'm probably going to end up at about $90,000 a year in order to buy this i need two things one i need the upfront cash which is 400k which again i'm not sure who's got that lying around in their bank. but i also need a borrowing capacity of more than 1.52 million dollars so if i have those two then i can buy but for so many people right now you're not in a position to be able to do this now i get it not everyone wants to live in a penthouse in this exact location for two million dollars but that's why i'm showing you my example i'm Saying if I could do this in my example, would I do it? Now in your case, the numbers might be different. And you just appropriate the numbers and ask yourself the same question. My weekly cash flow, interest only, would be $1,730 a week. Now we pause here because a lot of people will tell you. Renting is dead money. It is the worst thing you can do is rubbish. You should go and buy your own place. And in this case, I'm not even considering interest plus principal. I'm just going interest only. Now, a lot of people are doing this at the moment where they're buying their own home, they can't afford the extra repayments or they're refinancing to interest only because the interest rates are so high compared to a couple of years ago, they're like, I've got to go interest only. If you do that, do you think interest only by owning your own property is going to put you in a better position than renting? Like interest only means that you're only paying interest and that means dead money, right? So you're going in and saying, I borrowed all this money from the bank. I'm just going to pay back the interest. That is effectively the same as renting. However, in this case, what you're hoping for is the asset appreciates. So you're like, well, at least I've got an appreciating asset. But now we go back to the example where if the owner had the exact same mindset, and we've gone through one of the biggest booms here in Australia, and they've lost money over the last four years. Now, it doesn't look like you have an appreciating asset, and you're actually putting more money towards dead money being in interest-only repayments over that course of time as well. Now, when it comes the rent we were paying 1200 a week and that recently went up to 1320 a week and that means every year we are paying about $68,640 that is dead money say I was to just tell you that much in my story you'd be like okay well I get it you want to live in a specific area let's say you couldn't afford to buy you're still paying $68,000 in rent which is dead money now I would agree with you till this point but that is the idea of rent vesting I have maximum flexibility so if I look at the benefits of this I go well I've got flexibility in that if my job changes changes tomorrow and I was working a nine-to-five job and I had to now shift or or the company I was working for no longer required my services or I decided to take some time off I could afford to do that by simply going and moving places I could go break my lease or at the end of my lease I could move somewhere and I could downsize I could go from paying 1300 to maybe 800 bucks now I've suddenly saved 500 bucks a week could I do that if I had bought this property, no, I couldn't. And in fact, if I did go and decide to do that, I would have to go through all the marketing costs. I'd have to have people go through my house. I don't want to go through all of that headache. I need to change now. So the flexibility is massive, especially when you have uncertainty around what you do. Now, in my case, I enjoy being in this environment. I like where we are, and for what we're looking for. I mean, there's only two of us, right? So we don't really need a huge place. Although this is a bit of an overkill, but we are working from home. So the flexibility is a massive tick on the board. Now, it's also easier to manage cash flow. How is that? Well, I know exactly. Exactly what I'm going to be paying for at least the next 12 month period. I know that there's no interest rate increases or changes to the lease agreement where my rent is going to go up because I'm in that fixed period of time. Now, you could go and also get a fixed loan, but now you're paying a higher level of interest because there's more certainty with that. So the interest rate that you get on the fixed rate is higher than the variable rate. So if I was looking at a solution that was allowing me to have more flexibility and it's easier to manage my cash flow over the next 12 months, it's renting and knowing I've got a 12 month lease. So that's a massive tick on the board. Now, I also have a higher borrowing capacity to invest Elsewhere and minimize risk. So what I mean by this is that if I decided to go and buy this place that I'm living in, I make no income from it, right? Now, yes, granted, I don't pay rent somewhere, I have my own place, but my cost to hold this place is a lot higher than if I went and rented somewhere. We looked at that example, right? So over here, it would cost me 90,000 if I held this place, versus 68,640 if I was renting. So straight away, my borrowing capacity is higher by me renting here versus buying this place. Now, in addition to that, I'm not someone who sits there and goes, okay, I'm just gonna rent and I'm gonna do that for the next five years. I know that you have to hold assets to grow. And if you've been following this channel for a while, you know the same thing I know, which is your money is worth a lot less because of inflation. So we need to go and attach our money to hard assets. So if I know that, I'm gonna go, well, I can rent and I can invest. So that's the whole rent vesting concept. So when I go and invest, I can say, well, Instead of spending all 1.9 million on my principal place of residence, which does give me more certainty, I would rather go and invest and buy four homes across Australia in four different states. I'm minimizing my risk and I'm increasing my wealth. And the reason is because I'm focused on a data-driven approach. I've done this process time and time again, not just for myself, but for hundreds and hundreds of clients over the last couple of years. If you wanna know how all of that stuff works, definitely go check out this video. I'm not gonna take any more of your time. I'm gonna share with you the biggest problem. It's that people buy a home and hope it goes up in value. That is actually the bonus because you're buying that home to live in. If it grows in value, that is a bonus. And when you invest in a house backed by data and fundamentals, you will see growth because it's simple supply and demand. And then you look at the macro factors, the micro factors, and all of the trends underneath that. So later in a couple of years, when I decided I'm going to go and buy the dream home, guess what I'll be doing? I'll go and put all the stupid shit in the kitchen. I'll go and put a pool in the back, even though I know I'm probably only going to swim twice a year, but I'm going to go and do all those things because they're all emotional purchases. I wanna have the speaker system so I can watch Netflix on like amped up speakers, but none of that stuff could necessarily equate to bigger growth. And that's the whole point I'm trying to make here is if you're looking at renting or you're looking at buying, look at your strategy overall and say, okay, if I'm gonna rent, why am I renting? And for how long? Why am I investing in these areas? Or am I gonna go and outsource it to a wise agent? And then the final one is if I'm gonna go and buy my own home, forget about the data. Think about why you're buying this home. You're buying it because you want certainty, you love the area, and it's an emotional purchase. The growth that you get with it is all bonus. So if you guys have learned to thing or two drop a like for the video and if you guys have enjoyed this then definitely subscribe i'll catch you guys in the next one thanks guys